against Paulo Costa and kind of whack it was kind of <laughs> whack it didn't go like I thought it would you know like the, the results end result yeah um the fight itself it just it wasn't much of a fight um what'd you think I mean everything that we've said previously kind of happened you know what I mean the uh Izzy kind of called his shots all week, talking about he's just going to pick them apart. It's going to be easy. His skill set's too, you know, minor league for me. I'm a cut above. And it's, it seemed that way. And we pointed out maybe literally, literally 30 seconds into the fight, three giant welts already forming on that lead leg of Paulo. And it's a. Uh, like, yeah, dude, that that front leg's not going to be any good soon. He better start. He better get aggressive. This, you know, cost of the past better show up and start winging them things. And he never, he never really did. So I mean, I don't know. He kind of like showboated. Take you know, when the dude gets hit in the mouth, he smiles, and he did a lot of that kind of stuff. He got clipped a couple times, and he kind of like danced it off, sort of thing. It was it was a little weird, but. He didn't come out aggressive. He didn't cut the corners we're used to seeing him. He didn't have anybody up against the fence, you know, throwing those punches like he normally does. Uh, yeah, nothing really, nothing really firing for him in that in that fight at all. It was kind of a bummer. Is he put it on his that front leg? Then he went high, clipped him, caught him with one of those weird punches. Same arm on the right side, you know, like. Uh, Chuck put Kevin Randleman out. It was oh, like yeah. the weird side of the head. It's like the side you weren't expecting from that punch. Yeah. He got it right above the ear and put him on his ass and then finished it up. I mean, for what you wanted to see in your head, stylistically, what you were like hoping for, it didn't happen. So, I mean, it's kind of a bummer. But Israel Adesanya is fucking calling it out, doing his thing. I mean, the way he did it shows that He's a smart fighter. Like, he had to have seen something watching tape where it's like, you know, and much like how uh, how Ty was pointing out in the women's fight, like, that chick's leg is wide the fuck open. Yeah, where were those two girls, dude? They, uh, there was a lot. She had a real Nick Diaz kind of fighting stance and real heavy on that front leg and it was like dude no one in her corner is going to tell her to start ripping that apart because she's already kind of like a big lumbering like frame and so cutting off any sort of mobility on her is just like really cutting both legs out from under you would have started blasting on that front leg then opening up shots to the top would be it seemed like easy time but she never went for it but that's it's a whole nother fight yeah so somebody in Izzy's camp must have seen that and be like, "Hey, just, he just eats as, those." As soon as the bell, as soon as, soon as the, the the bell rings, you just start chopping him fucking down, and he and he did. I mean, Paul played it pretty good, where you know he didn't really 
show much in terms of like, oh, like how me and my legs fucked up, but it was visibly fucked up. Bro, it was discolored like immediately. immediately. There's a part where Anna goes, "We're a minute in," and you look, and I was like, "Look at his fucking leg, dude! A minute in, like this dude is super fucked. He's got to figure this out. He better start getting that cost of shit on," and he never did. Got caught with I mean, a high they, kick. They say in the wild, like, you know, people fight, flight, or freeze is the one that nobody adds in there. You know, fight or flight is what you hear all the time. I think Paulo Costa today just froze, man. I think his game plan, like on the on the UFC, what was it? Um, like the little things that they have on the streaming that you can watch before the fights. Embedded. His, yeah, embedded, right. His whole deal was ground shit. He was training on the ground a lot, you know, what it seemed like. I don't know, you know, I wasn't there the whole 24 hours, but it seemed like the game plan is I'm going to maul him. And he actually stood there with him and boxed with like a pro. A super a fucking super pro. Striker. Like, dude, what are so you what doing? So he's 75 so, and four kickboxing, so something gross. Him, you know, before I call him stupid, I want to call him just he froze. You know what I mean? Like he just froze and he didn't know. He's just outclassed, you know, but I think he could have done better than that. But I honestly think that he was like, damn, after those first couple of leg kicks, he was like, dude, I can't come in like I want to. You know, maybe that's what he saw. Maybe that's what the Israel saw. You know, he's not gonna be able to hit me. I think he threw. What did they say? He threw fourteen punches or twelve something? to fourteen, yeah, dude, like something that's, minimal. That's, yeah, that's something exactly. that's not gonna get the fucking job done. That's right. for sure. And we all know that's not Paulo. Paulo Costa runs in there and takes one and gives two and all that. He didn't do any of that. Man. Yeah. Do you think it's a situation where? It, he's he's super young. He's what, maybe ten fights in? Yeah, he's green young. Yeah, and he's got a shot at the belt. You know, main event of a pay per view. You know, it's not it's not a, a an ESPN Plus card. Like it's a fucking yeah. It's 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 a number. Um, do you think, like like you mentioned, Ty, like? that had uh, some sort of factor in him, like, just, like, freezing, maybe forgetting his game plan. Exactly, yeah, like, just, you know, getting that first pop. Maybe just, just this whole scene being too big for him. You know, if I was his corner, his brother, I was watching on the, what was the thing called again? The, the embedded? Show? Embedded, I was watching on Embedded. The guy was all amped for him, and, you know, he's going to win and be the next jump boom and all that. And it was like, dude, yeah, no, nah, man. You need to put some journeymen before him before you get with with a guy like Israel. You know, you set him up to lose. That's messed up. Yeah, like you know, yeah. <clears throat> just just seeing him against uh, Yoel, it's like, oh, this kid's the fucking real deal, and he still might be. Could you know? We don't really know because he didn't really show much in this championship fight. He's super emotional, dude. You can tell. Oh, for we sure. We mentioned yeah. that before, where just his. Him not being able to respond vocally with the English and being able to be as clever as he thinks he might be, or he, he might be, in his mind, and Israel kind of just taking it to him with, like, you know, the verbal remarks and the shit talking. I think that got under his skin. I think everyone asking his opinion about stuff recently, it, that, like, he's not used to that, I don't think. I don't remember what was the fanfare. I mean, the y'all shit kind of happened on the fly, right? It wasn't like... I don't think those 
he hasn't had enough that kind of exposure to be the person and then perform. I think he got in that cage. He's like, "Holy shit, this is going down, dude!" Like, the I have were too like, right, "Fuck, right. dude, I have like, to do this now." Yeah. You couldn't tell at all that he was like any sort of nervous before the bell rang because hmm. he was staring down Izzy like he couldn't wait to fuck him up. About to get it, right. yeah. He yeah. sell he sells the coolness well. <clears throat> you know what I mean? It, he, even when he was out like outside the ring after the Gastelum fight, like he. He sold his, I'm ready to do this really well. And I think that's what sold his corner, man. Because like, if, if I was his brother, I was in his corner, I would have definitely been like, look, if you had knocked Yale Romero out cold, clearly you won and you just knocked him out, then maybe you're ready for Izzy. You know what I mean? But a, but a decision, you know what I mean? And then the fight with Izzy and Romero beforehand, that's the only... Uh, the only thing that we can really measure it with was the Yale. They both fought Yale. Um, uh, he had to. He had to destroy Romero in order to be thrown in front of there. You know, thrown out there like that. I think that loss is not Costa's. It's more his corner and his people. You know, I feel that. that's their loss. You know, with him being young enough, do you see Paulo getting back? Absolutely. Felder was kind of rough on him. Not rough on him, but it was like, that was kind of a disturbing loss for him to get back in the title contention. He's got to pull some, like, a four-piece. You know what I mean? Like, he's got to get a couple in a row, a couple impressive in a row. And that's, I mean, that's how it seemed to me, where it was like, ah, dude, you didn't... There's just a lot of, like, uh, octagon maturity you didn't see with him, where it was like he ate early leg kicks that were triple OG. His ego didn't let him check any of them. He wasn't really trying to do anything, but he put more energy into proving Izzy that he wasn't being hurt right. than actually fucking right. fighting the man in yeah. front of him, yeah. which is like, bro, you're in the, <laughs> you're trying to get them fucking golden black shorts, bro. Like, what are you fucking doing, dude? Like, smiling off fucking body shots. It's like, don't, dog. <laughs> he's, he's still, he was you're, you're, you're playing the game. Yeah. It's like, dude, you, you need to be in a fight right now. And is he so dialed in, dude? I saw a lot of commentary about him being like too heady and a little too like overly philosophical in his approach. And when he talked about that meeting that they had in the hall where he felt his shoulder, he shook his hand, he wanted to feel his energy, his demeanor. Like when I listened to that, I didn't feel anything like obnoxious about it. I wasn't like, shut the fuck up. And I'm big on shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. So like when that was happening, I felt I felt other people. I was like, people are going to want this kid to just fucking chill out. But when I was listening, I was like, yo, man, he's that's how he does it, dude. He, he reads the actual He's person. doing the work, man. And that's how he does it. He got in close. You know, he went out of his way. He's a storyteller, too. He's like, I, I passed him. I didn't have to go back the other way. Like, he wants people to know that he's thinking fucking chess while you guys are thinking checkers, which is, you know, he's he's not wrong. So far, you watch him. You hear the commentary. His uh, striking IQ is through the roof. He's a bit of a monster. Very, like, you know, new age Anderson shit. He, um... He, he might have that belt for a long time, dude. He's one of those guys, we've talked about it often, no matter what we're talking about or whatever discipline a man's speaking on, when he talks so confidently, it just bursts through as just already manifested truth. You know, I remember when, like, Ronda Rousey was new, she's like, I'm going to do this, 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 and this. And you're like, that fucking broad's not playing, dude. She's going to do that. There's a couple of athletes and just entertainers and people that, you know, get their shit together and they're just like, here's the goal and here's how it's going to go down. And you're like, they're not fucking around. 
And when he talks about what he wants to leave as a legacy in that middleweight division, it's like, yo, dude, he might pull that shit off, man. Now, again, if you just go on his YouTube binge on him and watch all his kickboxing matches and the shit he's done, it's like, the dude, don't let his, like, little... His record's not huge, but it's like his fighting years, he's he's a million years old. The dude's been doing it forever at super high level. So he might have that belt for a hot minute, man. I don't see Whitaker taking it I from totally him. Agree. I totally yeah, agree. I don't see anyone doing it anytime soon. He's a good psychological fighter, too. You guys you know, already kind of covered that point. But, like, he, he does pick up on people what they like. The other thing I noticed was he did a little psychological push and pull with him. Like, at first it was like you're a balloon Ricky Martin wannabe or you're overweight. You're probably doping. He tried to insult him. But then in person, it was like, hey, 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 what's up, man? And then at the weigh-in, dude, the fucking belt, it was weird, bro. It was like a weird fucking psychological twist for a young guy yeah. like Costa that can't just blank it all out. You know what I mean? Like, he, he, like, he, like Paulo was like, the fuck was that? What is this? I'm dealing with a real psycho. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, and, and that stuff, even in relationships, like I see, you know, women do it to guys, guys do it to women. He just did him like change lanes yeah, so quick. Yeah. Everyone in the car is like, "What the yeah, fuck is happening?" Exactly, <laughs> and it takes your mind out of the fight. Like Muhammad Ali used to do that. Um, all the greats do that. You know, they they will not all of them, but so you know, like Gary some Payton them. shit, little exactly. whisper. Jordan, man, yeah, they say yeah. Jordan, dude. If you didn't know, that guy would get in your ear and you'd be like, "Dude, fuck you, man." Right. <laughs> yeah. But nobody wanted to. Because remember, I said before the fight even started, I was like, "I think Costa likes him." Right, I was like, I think he let not like no gay shit, but I think he he likes him, like you know, as a person. He like I I like this guy. I wish I could speak yeah. English, yeah. so I can say what I want to say back. You know what I mean? So it, I think he just got psycho psychologically yanked out of his game, and that's again that's his corner's fault. The other thing was is that I I kind of stopped Izzy and Costa their careers and all that before the fight the fight happened, and um uh. Adesanya lost to the same guy twice in kickboxing. Yeah. The same dude. Why wasn't that tape studied? Like, what did he do? You know what I mean? Like, what, how was he standing? I think one that of them day? was like a fucking pretty like clink knockout. Yeah, so like, it Izzy, was. Izzy's it was been Izzy's been fucking hands in the air, right. old school Tank Abbott fucking right. knockout yeah. shit, dude. Like, Izzy's chin has definitely been touched. Um, if you guys saw the fight at home, I know. You noticed, like we noticed, the fuck was up with Izzy's right kitty. <laughs> <laughs> you hit it before. I was definitely going to say Dude, that. Dude, that's but, so yeah, it, funny. He, it was like he had a fucking growth. It wasn't like his nipple you know, was enlarged or his areola was like weird looking. <laughs> it, just it was like an out. extra yeah. fucking lump. It just yeah. came out. Like he had like a, just a little fatty pocket like right there. <laughs> Did you guys ever get titty twisters when you were yeah. young? Like a, like a, you know, maybe not, not so fun uncle gave you one. You <laughs> know what I mean? And, and I, could, I could picture that. Like when I was 14, I remember having like little balls and little the weird extra. stuff. It looked like that. Like That's like funny. a puberty thing. It was super weird. But it was like it, it was it was like one like one of those porns where the chick puts the fucking the the clip the cups on, on them. Yeah. Uh, that was weird. That was that the first thing I noticed when we walked funny. out. I was like, dude, his boob is fucked up. So like you took his shirt off. You're like, huh? Fucked with that titty though. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. I'm surprised no one said anything. Like the commentators. Yeah, we were like, we need Joe out. back on the scene, you dude. Joe Rogan would have copped it up. Paul Felder looked at each other like, the fuck. 
So will I mean a rematch? Yeah. Nah, nah, yeah, yeah. No way. Blockowitz though. Hey. Oh, yeah, we we saw a Jan. new light heavyweight champion be crowned. Yeah. Um. He's got that stoic Fedor fucking kind of oh style, dude. He's very low key. Very scary. Very patient. You can tell even when he misses, it fucking hurts and you don't like it. Yeah. I think you catch, I think you block well and your arm feels that fucking impact and you're yeah. like, I'm not doing this for five fucking right. rounds, dog. Like, even when he's not connecting and I'm not going to sleep, like, that shit is zero fun. Right. Fuck that guy. In case, in case you're not, you know, caught up, uh, the light heavyweight championship fight for the vacant title, which, uh, Johnny Bones Jones um, vacated so he can move up to, to heavyweight uh, was between uh, Jan Blakovich and Dominic Reyes and it was it was it was, it was okay. It was about what I expected. A couple of people were talking about, like, oh, it won't get out the first round, but they were really feeling each other out on some shit. Like, they were really... It was like how the announcers would explain, you know, these two obviously have a healthy respect for each other's power, and it's like, yeah, I bet these fucking guys yeah. go ham in the first round. The first round was very telling, and, and Ty hit it, like, right on the head, right off the bat. As soon as Dom hit that stool, you could see, like... He knew. Yeah, he was vamped of all will at that point. Like, this guy is very strong. You know what I mean? Like, geez. And like I think I was saying before, it was like, it was like I was watching a heavyweight fight of fucking light heavyweight. It was weird. Yeah, Dominic Reyes looked like a light heavyweight. Uh, Jan Blakovich looked like a fucking heavyweight. He did. Like, like might, might have looked bigger than Lean Stipe. Yeah. yeah. Lean like, Stipe, Cormier 3 was fucking like not as big as Jan as a light heavyweight it, no. it did look trippy hit him, it looked like a heavyweight versus yeah, a bro. Light heavyweight. that, that first like, kick to the side yeah you know, oh yeah. that was another early mark dude that that right side of Reyes was fucked up like oh, the pretty quick yeah. yeah yeah it looked like a it looked like a wound from like the plague like was on him like and it, it almost looked open for a second the like, dude, dude was beat hard that nose shot though. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Jan put his nose on his Ooh. cheek. Ugh. Yeah, got got hit with what it was a it was a left, and just shifted Dominic Ray's nose over. By like a, a short good right. like and was it short right? Yeah, it was a short little doop. It's like yeah. a George Foreman-y sort of little short. You know, no paw. Cock, no cock. Yeah, just a paw like pop and got him right on the nose. Dude turned it. But that that fucked him up, and then he uh, cracked him with that same shovel uh, left that he gets that he fucking knocked Rockhold out with. Yeah, got him like right on the temple. What about the dance? Put him he on did Queer Street, yeah, yeah. Fucking backed up all fucking Ooh. lobbly leggy. Tried to dance his way out. <laughs> that's scary, bro. Like he's gonna watch that on tape and be like, "Am I in the right game, man?" Because that's dangerous. That's like stroke or like, you know, like a seizure or something. Oh, I know. Like it's like a sudden. <laughs> Yeah, you know, it's as, as someone who's had a stroke to like not be able <laughs> to move the way you want to, yeah, fucking weird. It's shit, right? the like, scariest yeah. fucking shit. Right, that's you funny. know, so I can only imagine like, and it was both his fucking legs. Yeah, whole you know? body, son. Like, yeah, whole body, like his ass, his body, all the muscles were twitching, like, and like it and was weird. What made it worse is like he was stumbling backwards at the yeah. time, so he just looked like fucking Bambi on ice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. he's rough. I felt bad for him for a second, but, you know. So, congrats to, to Jan, the new light heavyweight champion. Yeah. Um, 
who's first? Who hmm. do you guys think? Oh, for well, for uh, well, uh, hasn't Tiago already beaten him? Tiago has beaten him. Yeah. So that's fun. He's a ranked number two. Glover and somebody's fighting pretty soon. I always like watching Glover. He's fucking crazy. Everyone talks about how old he is. I'm like, fucking well, love it. <laughs> Glover and Tiago has been canceled twice. Once because fucking Glover had COVID. The second time because Tiago had COVID. Because fucking Brazilians can't put masks on. <laughs> I mean, you know, I just heard stuff about Brazil. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, it may not just be the masks, you know, like, there's yeah. a lot of touching going on, let's put it that way. Um, Love trannies in, in Brazil. Right? Uh, I don't know if I can say that. I, I was going that way, I just, you know, I just left it at that. I'm super LGBTQ <laughs> friendly, I'm an ally. Right? So, uh, when I say tranny, I don't, you know, I'm not talking shit. It's not mean. No. I have tranny friends, for God's sake. Um, <laughs> kind of sticking on, on on the on the MMA topic, what do you guys think about the news that just came out? I think Friday about Conor McGregor boxing mm. Manny Pacquiao. It's a big mistake. <laughs> I think I think well, Conor, yeah. I think Conor's going to get thrashed even even a little bit more than what happened with Mayweather. They're both polished boxers. And Connor really thinks he's that good of a striker. He is. He, I mean, in the MMA or in the UFC, he's yeah. a great striker. But, dude, these guys are boxers. It's different. I don't know. I think it's for money. That's my, you know. The like, first one with Mayweather was for money. Yeah. Right. Let's just do it again, you know, yeah. with another guy. He wants another fucking, what do you get, 250 mil? Something yeah. disgusting. Something, something silly where he doesn't have to do anything. Yeah, he doesn't again. have to do it. Like, he started a fucking whiskey company with that money. You know, very successful. Which is doing well. Whiskey company. Yeah, so, he's fine. You know, what's like, the what's the name of the whiskey? Proper twelve. Proper twelve Irish. I whiskey. saw I saw that advertised. Okay, it so ain't that's bad, his. man. You know, it's right. not bad. No, I don't mind it at all. Nice. Especially with uh, some ginger ale. It's good. It's smooth. Yeah. Um. Something sad happened uh, a couple days ago. Ty, I don't know if you've heard about this, but uh, one half of Arguably, the greatest tag team uh, in professional wrestling history. One of the scariest forever, dude. Those guys were fucking scary. Road Warrior Animal passed away at the age of, what was it, 60, I think I saw? Or probably older than that. But, uh, yeah, that fucking sucks. What was the cause? What happened? I haven't even seen the cause. I I mean, he's he's dead. Yeah. Just suing that motherfucker's heart. Fucking did a little too much. You know, like it's it was it was shitty when uh, when Hawk passed away, and that was like still in the fucking like late nineties. That was a while ago, yeah. Or early two thousand. It has to have to have been late, the uh, late nineties. Um, but yeah, now uh, Road, uh, Road Warrior Animal is gone, and uh, no more Legion of Doom. No, I, I saw a fucking cool picture somebody tweeted. It said. Um, It says something like uh, the Ultimate Warriors Survivor Series team is complete. It, had, it was a picture of the oh, Ultimate Warrior, shit. the Legion of Doom, dead. and the Texas Tornado. And I was like, wow. Whoa. Like every single fucking person in that picture like died. I had the Legion of Doom 
fucking poster, you know, where like animals low and like hawk is yeah, over him. Like football. Yeah, they're, they're, they're in the pads and everything. Right. I had that fucking poster in my room. You know, and like I was a huge Road Warriors fan back from like the NWA days. And, you know, when I when I, when I saw them like debut in, in the you know WWF at the time, it was like it was like a big deal because you're like holy shit it's Road Warriors. Um, it's like they made it. Yeah. Right. It was like they made it. Right. So yeah, man. Like Rogue, bummer. Yeah, yeah Road Warrior animals out. gone, and that's uh, that's kind of shitty. What about uh? I don't know if you guys want to get into it. Maybe, mm. maybe a little bit. Just to kind of keep up with, uh, with the times. Um, what do you think about the lack of charges in the Breonna Taylor case? Dude, these things are always so fucking sketchy for me because it really just depends on what media outlet and sources that you keep on your phone and then you're going to get one story i hate saying fucking narrative because that word bothers me not because i mean i love the word when i speak about the bible i talk about narratives all the time but the way you're getting the liberal narrative you're giving the conservative narratives like well whatever you got in your fucking phone dude if you're a guy who listens to fucking vox and buzzfeed and you listen to the turks then i already know what you think about what dude just asked and if you listen to fucking daily wire and steven crowder and you listen then I already know what you think about it. And those conversations are boring if you're just going to give me the obvious bullet points that you're just parroting from your fucking phone. That's bothersome. Um, so I don't really get into it too much because whatever narrative you kind of got on your phone giving you your information is where you're going to lean. I try to do a bit of both. And from what I understand, I don't understand a lot because I've been kind of closed out of the phone, is uh, you know, big mistakes, but like warranted mistakes i guess you know without getting too like fucking gnarly like it's there's from what i hear i guess well here fucking do you know more about it i don't i don't know much about it dude like i don't know much about it to get into it all we know is they got acquitted you know and they got one of them got charged for damaging some drywall you know what i mean yeah shooting through another apartment endangering somebody yeah the the beef in general was fucking how Cops broke into a house, served a warrant that was a sketchy warrant, no, sketchy situation, warrant, yeah. wasn't supposed to really be there, shot a girl in her bed sort of shit. And then, like I said, if you grab someone's phone and they listen to other kind of media shit, it's like, no, dude, this chick's actually been heavily involved in the ex-boyfriend's drug racketing. Like, she's not as innocent as you think, and the real beef is fucking not as... It's not as dark on one side as you might think it was something like that from what i briefly understand from just news and all that kind of shit that i have had my ear to what's what's odd to me is um the lack of uproar from and and it's like Weird so you, to say you were, this. You were waiting for the riots, right? No, no. Well, the... no. Like, like, it's 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 weird to see the lack of uproar from non-minority people, white people, um, <laughs> about you know for this kid. I think he's from Utah, who had autism, 
and his mom actually called the cops because he was having an episode. Mom told the cops he's not a danger to anyone. He's just having one of his episodes. Oh, this is a while ago, right? No, I think it was like fairly recently. Like at least he was walking home or something, right? And he was like, he was an autistic kid, and the cops were trying to fuck with him, and they were like, he He wasn't listening type shit. He ran away, and the cops shot him eleven times. It's a lot of times. you know, I didn't even hear about that, dude. Like, I, I have like my head buried in the sand or something. Me too, I, I, dude. I really do, some, almost on purpose. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes right? it's, it's better. Disconnect me. I got yeah. kids and shit. I got shit to like focus in the living room. I can't let every fucking buddy's issue become my issue. Yeah, I mean, it, it's a it's a tough one to 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 um, to commentate on. I mean, because the thing is, is that did anyone survive in the room? Uh, you know, beside the officers. My experience with officers or just people I've heard, they change the stories. And I'm not saying these guys did, but let's say us three did something wrong, right? We killed someone on accident and everyone in the room died, right? We're going to walk out of there with the same story that makes us innocent. Get it together, boys. Exactly. You know <laughs> what I mean? So we don't, I'm not trying to say that all cops are doing this, but if, if, if I'm a cop... When the stakes I mean, are heavy and your best friend that you do life and exactly. death with every day is well, on stake. Well, not even stake. that. Like, Mike, dude, we will go to jail for, you know, we'll lose our jobs. We will lose hmm. everything. Like, let's just come up with it. I think they call it in the street pencil fucking. You know, they, they totally change the story around you know, to match their innocence or we pull right. it out because of this. So if there were no survivors, then no one will ever know what really went on in there. And, you know, um, if their stories are all the same, that's the only story we've got, you know. So the Kentucky jury of hit of their peers saw it as, you know, dude, we don't have any other evidence other than there was a warrant, there was some shooting. You know, if they, we don't know what they said about her. Was she under the sheet reaching for shit? Like, was she, did probably something yeah, like that in there? Yeah, people were like, no, man, she you know? fired back. It's like, eh, it's hard. You know what I mean? Like, I. Oh, I, that's what was said? I, I don't, I'm, I'm Dude, just. my head is really. Well, no, it's just, funny. that's what I mean. Like, it depends how deep on one side or the other that you go. But yeah, but, you know, it's even, always been like, like that with all this shit recently. Even if she did, you know, like, you're asleep, you might not hear her. Police announce themselves. Yeah. So to you, it's just somebody broke in your house. Right. That state is an open carry state. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, it, it's it's. it's yeah, a and big to Ty's point, they can be like, "Yo, man, we knocked for twenty minutes, bro. I don't want to hear that she wasn't aware. Like, we were, we made our presence we heard very noises, known. We smelled weed. There's all kinds of things they can say that. You yeah. Know what I mean, that we knew they were in there. We heard a gun cock. There's no telling what these guys said. You know what I mean? It's so fucking... then that's why we can't really, yeah. you know, um, you know, pick a side, join a side, or any of that kind of stuff. We weren't there. Um, do police do stuff like that? Absolutely. Do people get blown away because they did something stupid in front of a cop? Absolutely. Do we know what went on right there? Nah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. we don't, we're never going to know. Um, but the only thing is, is that you would imagine that the Kentucky jury um, might take into consideration all of what's gone on recently and maybe, maybe did a little more than, like, the guy getting busted for the drywall thing yeah. you know what I mean like you definitely didn't like didn't they see what happened in 92 the guys got acquitted you know uh, everyone, everyone went shit. ape shit yeah like did you want that for Kentucky you knew that was coming 
You know what I mean? You know that's coming. You knew it was coming because they started boarding stuff up. It's like, well, we have to uphold justice. We have to, you know, do we've been doing it this way this so long that, you know, um, it's been working, obviously, is what they must be thinking. You know what I mean? It's been working, so we're not going to change it. Yeah, we're going to have hard times, but it's like not even just the sympathy for the families or anything, just, just so it seems fair some you know to some people maybe there wouldn't be a big riot like that you know but there were riots i I did have my head out of the sand enough to see that there were riots in several different cities yeah. not even just in kentucky like yeah. they were, you know it's a state but there were you know different states different cities had riots too like you knew that was going to happen in light of all that went on here like I don't know. If I was a juror, I'd be like fucking guilty, dude. Guilty. Just just because <laughs> just because everybody else is gonna fucking die over this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like just these some of these guys gotta be guilty sometimes. To me it's like one of those opposite ended OJ things where I remember talking to a lot of black folks in that little piece of time when I was really young for all that. And I feel like there's like a, a legit perspective where they're like, listen, man, motherfuckers been put up in trees a million times for no reason. It's about time one of us got away with something. And I was like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, I kind of get that. But that's what I kind of get with with what they're saying now, where it's like, listen, dude, these guys got to get something more than fucking property damage charges because just the state of things just to kind of even keel it up. Sometimes there's got to be an example, whether it's justice or not there's got to be something some sort of imagery some sort of story that kind of puts the public back on even keel i remember back um my freshman year of high school my ninth grade uh, literature teacher um let us not do anything and he you know he brought in like the old school rack with the black tv yeah, that's, that's when you knew it was an easy yeah. day. Uh, so he brought that in, and um, we watched Coming the O.J. Verdict. Oh. Oh, oh, wow. I wish we would have watched the O.J. The My teacher got fired for letting us watch Coming to America. Really? That's we really were pissed, funny. and she was a hot teacher. We were like, you fired Miss Clausen for what? You stupid yeah, fucks. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> the world penis is clean Yeah, right. That's um, not appropriate for 11-year-olds, I guess. You yeah, know, and, no. and, and so I remember sitting there in ninth grade watching the O.J. verdict. And and I, I went to high school in, in West Palmdale, which at the time, um, largely white. Um, some, you know, I would say a good 70, 75% uh, white in West Palmdale. Um, so you had a lot of people that I noticed leading up to that where it's like, oh, like we're, they're, they're going to fucking get them, you know, and, and that was largely the, uh, the sentiment uh, back, back at that time. And I remember watching the verdict come through and my English or my literature teacher, shout out to Mr. Comstock if you're still alive. Um, <laughs> so the, what I'm doing now. Yeah. <laughs> no, he was super cool. You, you know, I don't mean that. That's like I wish, you know, he's dead. I'm just saying he was, he was old. 
<laughs> and I'm old now, you know, so. So he just has a high likeliness that he's. Yeah, he's, I mean, mathematically. Yeah. Not looking so hot. <laughs> Unless he eats like mad acai berries right. or something, right? Yeah, I got it. He just lives that fucking ayahuasca life. Um, right. So the verdict comes through, and I just remember looking at Mr. Comstock, and he said, oh no. And it was like real. <laughs> An adult, like, mature, thought out, oh yeah, no. Like a fucking tax paying adult was like, oh no. Because he knew what was coming. Right. <clears throat> That's and this crazy. This was before there was any threat of, of rioting like that. You know, he just didn't know what, but he knew yeah. it was coming. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, whatever it well, was. Well, yeah, of course there was a threat because Rodney King was before OJ. And that's the initial 92, 93, or 92, where it all fucking popped off and people went fucking ham over that verdict. The Rodney King verdict is what started riot. So for sure, when the oh, right, OJ right, verdict right. came through, people were like, uh-oh, it was, here we go was, again, it motherfucker. So, it was so weird. And, um, like, I've always uh, gotten along with black people. Like, I love me some sisters. Oh, so funny. <laughs> uh, Brandon knows. Um, but, uh, it, it was so weird to see know. them just, it's the best. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's, uh, it was so weird to see them just blindly put their support behind OJ. Mm. And, you know, it was something like, you know, he probably fucking did it. Right. Well, even for comedy where everybody says, like, you know, stand-up's the last free zone for the fucking, for truth, you know, the court jester can make fun of the king, he could say shit that would get other fools sent to the fucking guillotine, but since he was being funny, he got away with that shit. Stand-up comedy today in this, you know, landscape and culture, it's, it's, it's the same fucking syrup, man, like... Kind of. Not anymore, but back in 90 fucking 2, it was a lot more yeah. Wild West, a lot more wide open. And even then, people weren't so quick. Just maybe, I mean, I wouldn't say recently, but it just now got comfortable for stand-up guys to be like, so he did it, right? Like, I'm yeah. cool to say that without everyone getting mad. I'm okay to be like, he for sure killed those two. When did Eminem come out? 99? So he said it. He was just a rapper, not a comedian, because he talks about Nicole's head being a Pez dispenser. Yeah. So he was, he, he, he made, he, yeah, he, he stated, he stated it matter of factly. He did that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember, I remember thinking to myself, that's fucked up. Like I was trying to rap at that time. It was like, I would <laughs> never fucking put that. Maybe that's why I'm not famous. I have a heart. It wasn't for that I was space. Like, no, I'm not going to say that. Like yeah. that's fucked up. You know, about like, that offensive line. Many OJ lines came up in my little writings at that time. And I was like, you know, I'm just going to leave that alone. <laughs> Eminem was like, yeah, I'm going to fucking save it. Give it like, to him. I'm going to give it to him on a Dray beat. You know. That's true. That's right. On a right? fucking Dray beat. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Like, but that that was like, it, I don't know. Mm. Like, it's something about just kind of with not even like wanting to hear facts. was just like, he's OJ. He's innocent. That's why nothing fucking, that nothing like surprises me now when you see just like blind, like just evicting due process from any of your fucking like ideas about a situation. It's almost You saw that with like the fucking Kavanaugh fucking guy, dude. Like I remember when that was all going down a couple years ago, it was like, hold on, bro. Like this guy's record, what he's done, fucking 
the the I don't, you, you gotta say wit, eyewitness accounts with fucking quotes in the air because people are like the girl claimed some shit all the friends she claimed were there all of them were like we don't know what the fuck she's talking about like it was very plainly fucking just made up bullshit but it went on for a minute and cost millions of dollars to get that is fucking crazy how people can just grab onto a side latch on to some sort of ideology and just anybody that doesn't sit on this side of the fence is absolutely crazy and almost certainly wrong it's, it's like that's fucking thinking. crazy it's, to think it's, that it's called black and white thinking and it's actually a symptom of being insane like when you can't see in between it's either this or either that like when when the oj thing happened i was 15 right and i was in uh um if anybody's smart out there you can you can guess my age now but i was 15 <laughs> when the oj thing happened and i was in uh southern california and yes it, it did go tribalism um but a lot of that was because it was a new thing like johnny cochran turned it into that to get him off the hook mm -hmm. but it turned into movements it turned into you know, I think I, I like your word, tribalism. Like, it was like, no, do you, you think that... But before Johnny Cochran did that, I remember specifically all the black people that I talked to and was hanging out with, playing basketball with, they are like, no, I'm going to get that shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's funny. And, and then it turned into when they let him out, when they, uh, you know... When it's Johnny real Cochran, biggie and pockish. When, when Johnny Cochran turned it into a race thing, that's when... You know, it turned into a race it thing. It turned into a race thing, right? Yeah. So that was actually, you know, a lawyer just using hey. what he could use. He, that's why he hired him. Fucking you know? hell, man! And it worked. Yeah, it totally fucking worked. It took the whole, you know, and that that kind of the the tribalism. Now, fast forward to now, you know, if if uh, you know if you think. Uh, if you vote for Trump, you racist. Like, it's going that quick. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's going that fast now. And it makes sense because it's fast-forwarded 25 yeah. years. And, the, traje know. the trajectory was there. Right. And, it, and there's been some time. So, yeah, it's pretty gnarly. It does remind me a bit of, like, some East Coast, West Coast fucking Biggie and Pac shit where, like, two guys sort of real beef made strangers hate each other or Doug Stanhope has a great fucking bit about that where he just doesn't understand like like nationalists where like you know Americans that talk to the French like you guys would be speaking German if it wasn't for us like us the fuck were you doing like you weren't even alive in World War II right. I wish that kind of stuff I mean that kind of stuff gets lent out everywhere dude fucking if you're just a middle-aged fucking white dude, it's like now slavery is somehow on your plate. Or if you're, the, you know what I mean? It's like everyone just, what is it, identity politics type shit. Like that shit is super dangerous. And you hear the intellectuals that understand this sort of stuff and see how this has been parsed out throughout history in different societies and cultures. And it never goes well. It never goes well. This all ends up bad. So I think it's, a, especially as a Bible guy, where I want to get past fucking that 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 surface kind of understanding of how the world works and really get into the individuals and get into the hearts of people change the the living room and the dining room change the conversations there and get them to be much more uh open comfortable with diversity and uh really having an honor for truth i i hear people say this all the time and i'll ask you um about it uh Say, come November 3rd, blue wins. 
a lot of people, and, and, and it's not just uh, Republicans that say this. It's it's just a lot of people with their ear to the ground that kind of can see where things are headed. Um, think that you know, regardless of what happens, but more rapidly, if blue wins, we see the next civil war in U.S. history. I mean, I always think there's enough level-headed fucking people in this country to still keep it from that, but one of my best friends drives back and forth from Vegas to fucking Portland all the time. That's like his two spots where he stays, and he was talking legit about like, yo, there's a civil war coming for sure. Like, there's no middlemanning this. There's no, I was like, well, Portland's already been kind of fucking sketchy, and it's that that's a kind of a... I don't think you can take a snapshot of what's going on in Portland and then be comfortable putting that US. umbrella, yeah, yeah and putting uh, that, that over. That is how it started. Like if you study for sure. you know, U.S. history, I, you'd bro. see like events. You yeah. Know, like the, the, the massacre happened over here. Boston massacre. Uh, the ladies protested yeah. over here. Like there's all these different things happening in different You can cities. see it for sure. You can see how, it'll, how it could manifest. I have no fucking like qualms with the idea of like that that a civil war is on the way. But like I said, I still think there's enough, there's enough silent people because it hasn't been taken up to arms at a high level, at a, you know, talking about population wise, there's been shootings and shit's gone down for sure. But there's not like a national call for people to pick a side and get their guns ready. When that happens, I think there's going to be a disgusting amount of fucking people that are sick of the bullshit and they will, you know, bear arms, dude. And though that that group is a lot bigger than people, like, it's so big that Trump won. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, I think of that all the time when people go, "This country's gone straight to shit." I'm like, it's not like he fucking like, like talked his way or sold his way into the pres. The fucking dude won, bro. He's got real life Trump supporters. And then the next part of fucking like propaganda, when you think about like political maneuvering. You label anybody who does support the opposition as fucking dumb or whatever. So now if you're a Trump supporter, you're a fucking moron. It's like, dude, I know a lot of very sharp people who understand shit that are like, you know, they're behind them. They they like them. It's not a bunch of fucking middle America yokels following some clown because they don't understand what's really going on. It's not that. So, I mean... Trump, that's... Just, Trump just brought up a, an ugly thing that, that you know... Uh, we all thought we were making progress with, you know, um, and he brought it up. He Johnny Cochran to everybody. That's just, funny. just like it's, there's a thin line between what Johnny Cochran did, what we were just talking about, and what Donald Trump did. You know what I mean? He just drummed up race card, and he got the majority of the votes. Like he knew that in, deep in his heart, in America's heart, most of America feels negatively toward. A certain group you know what I mean like that that's I feel like he keyed on that you know and you're right there are people that are highly intelligent that pick Trump for intelligent reasons but there is an overwhelming uh, you know I, I'll go ahead and you know sorry mom but you know you've never been political before you know what I mean my mom's never been political all of a sudden she gets roped into the Trump train well you see you know a ton I mean? of that get... <laughs> yeah well not just you know. the Trump train the Trump train but there's been a lot of people who've never ever ever had their ear to the ground when it comes to politics and now all of a sudden in the last three years they're like foremost fucking like 
now they're high-end commentators. It's like, dude, you see that when you talk about people with like a compare and contrast, dude, like Trump will do something people get all up in arms with. And I'm like, bro, the last like four fucking presidents did that shit on a, like a global scale, dude. Like you weren't fucking tripping then. It's because Trump's really brash and he explains it and he communicates in a super fucking ugly way that a lot of people that can't, can't identify with. Obama did it very stately, said a couple of things beautifully, and everyone, no one understands how fucking gnarly he was, but he was gnarly too, talking about drumming up the race card. Obama did a ton of that, but he didn't do it like a dick. So everyone still hails him as like this great communicator and stately leader. It's like, I. So charismatic. Right. Hope and change posters, bro. You didn't know shit about him. Fucking Chicago. What do you What do you know about his voting record in Chicago? What do you know about any of his past? You don't know shit. But there is a well-spoken black man with a change in hope poster, dude, and that was it. And that's all it took. Well, that was post Bush too, like supposedly yeah. the first president. So post Bush, it was change in hope was the perfect thing to say. Oh, it was the perfect. It's it's it's, it's awesome it. branding. Marketing the advertisement. Yeah, the oh, marketing right, is right. fucking brilliant. Absolutely. But the same thing with Trump, though. Like he, For sure. He, the marketing is but the, brilliant. I, but when, when you talk to people generally about it, you'll never paint Obama as a fucking brilliant marketer who fucking schemed his way in. Right. And then when you talk about how Trump did, it's like, oh, he rounded president. up a bunch of fucking right. racists. He, he rouses up his base. He does it. It's like, and that's what I mean. People who will be so critical of Trump's styles, like, you haven't been paying attention the last 20 years because that's how this whole fucking thing works. Like, that's my idea of it. When you get super fired up about him, I immediately I go, oh, you just don't you, you just recently got into this political conversation because there's plenty of these same precedents. These same ideals should have made you fucking furious 15 years ago, but you weren't saying shit then. Now you're up in arms about stuff. And I kind of like that as a fucking person who considers himself like a patriot. I think everybody should have an ear to the ground when it comes to especially local politics, but just politics in general. So I'm critical of people who are just now getting in the game and think they know what they're talking about and kind of judge Trump solely on Trump presidency versus, you know, juxtaposing up against the last couple presidents where they were equally fucking barbaric and gnarly. They just spoke better. <laughs> but... I like one, the idea that those true. guys do it. But I mean, the, the one thing you can't overlook is that one one is reckless and one isn't. You know what I mean? Like Trump, his he, you know, he's saying that I'm going to rouse up a certain group because they're the overwhelming majority. And but it's a it's a it's a it's a it's a reckless thing because look at what's happening. We're talking about being on the brink of a civil war. And yes, it's because of a lot of the police stuff. And yes, but when he chimes in on that. MAGA hat turns into racist hat. You know, all of that stuff turns in, it's like he's being very reckless as our president. You know, and I'm not, I, again, I'm a conspiracy theorist. I honestly feel like it's gonna be, it's not gonna be a civil war. It's gonna be a rich against the poor. And this well, is just a way, always been. but this is just a way to get all of the poor to fight each other. All the poor whites and all the, all the wealthy whites aren't going to be out there blasting guns. Trust me. All the wealthy black people are going to be like, look, there's got to be a better way. Let's, let's be peaceful. Da, 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 da. It's going to be the dumb people that are. And we know these mobs are here. I like to think of myself as intelligent. I know you do. I know, I know you do. Like, there's mobs of people that we're controlling here as the intelligent people. And as the president talking so recklessly he's saying basically i'm bringing this motherfucker to the ground if i don't win 
You understand what I'm saying? Like, I got to win at all costs. I'm going to say whatever I got to say, blah, blah, blah. And I don't care who dies. And it's true. I don't care what goes on. People are going to be, there's going to be dumb white people and dumb black people shooting each other soon. That's what's going to happen. And a lot of it has to do with, we have a guy at the helm that is very insensitive to the whole thing. You know what I mean? And I know, I, I know it's in, and it's in the name of patriotism. It's like, what about a patriot that is black? You know what I mean? Like that, they, they can no longer see this as patriotism. This is crazy. The leader is kind of promoting this war. You know what I mean? Like and the, the stuff that he says in tweets. Like, you know, I understand it's the whole persona. You know, he's got to be able to say what he wants to say, and that's the great thing about him. But there definitely should be, you know, I hate to be communist or anything, but there should be some kind of muzzle. Like there should be some kind of like, look, dude, public speaking. You know, if they bring this up, they do with every president. You know, he's basically just saying, I don't give a shit. And, and it shows. He's a handler. You know? That's why people right. he's a fucking though. handler. Right? That's why they like him. Right. right. But it's a reckless thing. Like, you could go run for president and be a total douche. You know what I mean? Because you know that young people, you know that young women like douches and blah, 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 blah. You could do that. But you wouldn't be reckless like that. You know, you would probably go the Obama way. I'm going to do this because I'm not going to rouse everybody just to win. You know what I mean? Like, um, start pounding on the podium like fucking Dwight Schrute. Fucking <laughs> awesome. Right. Have you guys seen that campaign commercial where it's, it's Trump at, I think it's at a rally where he's like, he's like, if I don't win, he's like, I'll probably never speak to you again. He's like, you'll probably never see me again. All of a sudden it's like, uh, I'm Joe Biden. And I approve this message. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Joe yeah no. I, I hope I, I mean I, I just hope whatever happens in November we can keep our cool and get more of a uh, just, I this is the thing that scares me a lot is the idea that there's a giant group of people that think that like America's a bummer and they live here and they're fucking Americans and It's there's there was something about 9/11 when it happened where everyone had a fucking American flag in their lawn. Everyone was talking about never forget, but it seems like we forgot because we're still Americans and we're talking about like an an honest perspective about potential civil war. It's like so we obviously forgot. So I hope no matter what happens in November, we get a bit more of that September, post-September 11th fucking, like, patriotism where it's like, yo, man, can we all just celebrate living in the fucking baddest-ass place? But you say that out loud and people go, America's not that great. It's like, dude, ugh. I, I know what you mean. It's not perfect, but fuck me. Like, uh, This is going to sound super shitty, <laughs> but I don't think I've ever told Ty this story. And when I say super shitty, like, I have a funny 9-11 story to tell you. Oh, I have one, too. Oh, my God. So, after 9-11, um, it was, like, the early pre-Google days of YouTube. I was chilling online, was watching some videos, and I had gone down a deep fucking 9-11 rabbit hole. 
So I'm just going through this fucking playlist of videos. There was already conspiracy theorism at that yeah. time. Okay. Yeah, you know, the jet fuel doesn't yeah. melt oh, still. percent Which right. I proclaimed at Brandon's wedding. Right. Fucking guy. But Building 7 wasn't crumbled yeah. yet and all that. That wasn't out yet. It was just so the fuel stuff. I, right? I get to this next video, and it starts out, and everybody's seen the shot of, like, the dude just kind of somersaulting out the building. Yeah. And the camera follows him. The jumpers, yeah. All of a sudden... Tom Petty's Free Fallen starts playing. Oh, fuck me. <laughs> I, lo- Bro. I lost. I lost my shit. It's not funny. It's, it's caught me off guard. Dude. <laughs> I fucking laugh to yeah. this fucking day thinking about it. Because, one, I'm a total asshole. And B, just like Ty said, like it caught him off guard. Like, I'm like 11 fucking videos deep into this fucking conspiracy theory, and then that plays, and it was, it will forever fucking stick with me. That's fucking crazy. 9-11, dude, so yeah, 9-11, I did some shrooms. Am I allowed to talk about that? Yeah, of course. Yeah, so I did some shrooms. I think it was the first time I'd ever done them. Like, Um, like... Later that day or like while it was going on? Uh, no, well, actually, um, it was, I did shrooms two times. I have awful luck. The first time I did it, I forgot which, Aaliyah one, died. which one came first. I did remember we came to visit you and you were a fucking mess. And yeah. we're like, what the fuck is like, with which, him, which dude? One came first? Did Aaliyah die or, or Aaliyah did 9 11? Aaliyah die? died. Aaliyah died first. So yeah. that was Aaliyah the died first when time. I was in high school. The shrooms, I remember, it was kind of back-to-back. It was, like, close to each other at the time. I don't use shrooms regularly or anything, but it was, like... I remember when I was fucking around with them. It was real close to each other. And those the two times that I did it were both incidents. You piece of you know shit. It's your fault. Yeah, like, right. Yeah, like something to do with me being, you know, schedule one out of my head. It makes the world have crises, you know what I mean? But, no, it was... I was, I was a mess both times. Got clowned both times. <laughs> <laughs> um, was told never to do shrooms again. You're fucked up to do <laughs> with, and like all that. You're not the one for this. It was, gra- it was all bad. Everybody hates the friend who's like ruining your dog. Yeah. He was like rolling around on the bed, son. I was oh, like, what the fuck is with you, dude? dude? He was like, I was supposed to marry oh her. God. Yeah, yo, he was, was beat, bro. I did, I was you like, and millions of other fucking dog. Teams. He was dead serious. No, I was. This one. is why I'm in. <laughs> this is why I'm in music. Yeah, this, this is what I was going to do. This is why I'm doing this, dude. Right. You don't get it. And I was Damon like, Dash I don't get it. Like, that was the shit I was thinking about, too. He wasn't, he wasn't hitting that punk. right, man. Did you he, have anything to do with fucking left eye dying? I wasn't, I had, I right? wasn't high. So I, I wasn't high that day. I was totally sober when I heard about that. So you know what's I fucking am. weird that nobody ever remembers? She was with fucking Death, Death Row when that happened. I did not know that. that. And I was yeah, obsessed with Death Row records and all that when I was a kid. Just, That's you know, fucking fun. She had beef with Andre Ryzen too. She did. Burnt yeah. the fucking crib down, right? That famous yeah. shit. <laughs> I mean, they hit each other. Like they, it was like not Whooping just each the other's arson. ass. Yeah, it wasn't just the arson. It was definitely black eyes, busted lips, all that shit. And then the other one, uh, Chili. Didn't she get cheated on? Uh, yeah, yeah, that was. Yeah, I remember. And that. he wrote a fucking song about it. About yeah. cheating like, on what Chili. Piece of shit. That's balls. Yeah. Like you said, you were an asshole. I thought you would commemorate something like that. Like, you know, no. I cheated on her and I did a song about it. <laughs> <laughs> like, U S H E R. That's fucking funny. How, 
and the, uh, this is kind of going back to um, asking about a wrestling story for you since you're out of us three the oldest you're a little you're a little older, uh, older than I am uh-huh. um, yeah how old are you 44 I'll be 40 next month oh okay I'm super older than you guys <laughs> super uh, yeah no <laughs> it just feels like it yeah. you're um, like a fun grandfather <laughs> that's you're, fucking uh, funny like our age gap is like our age gap right um what got you hooked on hip hop ooh um all right, so prior to hip hop, um, like the only like black music that was out there was, was like Jackson Michael Fire Jackson. Yeah. Prince was black, but he wasn't. You know what I mean? He, yeah. he had a guitar solo in the middle of his shit, and it was just, you know it was like okay, that's cool, I guess. It's kind of weird. A lot of people used the word gay back then. It was like I, I don't know, I can't really get with that. Charlie Murphy shit, um, talking yeah. about them like those motherfuckers was feminine. Right. <laughs> you know I mean, right. Like it just. I thought the same thing. I was. I liked football a lot. I'm like this guy is fucking whatever. Later respected him. You know what I mean. Later on, I did. But um, hip hop was. Mad bitches. <laughs> no, no, just because he just production. I became he a plays well, every I became an artist, instrument. an aspiring artist, and I just saw, you know, understood what it took to do that stuff, and was like, dude, he was super good at everything. Like he played all those instruments, he played all those guitar solos, yeah. he jumped around on stage. Anyhow, um, hip hop. Um, I was about nine, and nine or ten, and the the license to ill came, uh, album came out from the Beastie Boys. And um, I remember uh, prior to that, there was other rap, like there was the Sugar Hill Gang, there was that, but I just, I didn't like it. Mm-hmm. I just honestly felt like, okay, that's cheesy, that's dual. That's so you didn't I like think. the rappers that like no. hip-hop? No. Uh-uh. Or, like hip-hop. I didn't like, people are going to be mad, but I didn't like cool. I didn't like white lines, I hated that uh-huh. shit. I just hated the early rap stuff, you know what I mean, yeah. for some reason. And then there was two albums, N.W.A. and the Beastie Boys came out, and I was like, "That's how rap's supposed to go, mm-hmm. right?" And I that that was where I was like, "Yeah, I like rap a lot." And I, I, you know, I would listen to metal prior to that, and I remember my tape deck would be like N.W.A., Guns you know, and Roses, Guns and Roses, uh, you know, whatever else. So, how, how old were you for Straight Outta Compton? Uh, about ten or eleven, okay. they came out. They came out like one year after each other. The license to ill, or maybe NW. No, sorry, NWA was before. I just never heard of it. Uh-huh. I've never heard of it. If those kind of things back then weren't put on TV. It's hard to do the timeline because you know I mean? when it came out versus when it when came I to found, you, when it came to different. me, exactly right. No, the the license to ill album I remember came out. I was in fifth grade for sure. But NWA had had. I remember backtracking like, oh, they had albums. Oh my God, who's Arabian Prince? Like, who's these guys? And they were all linked to NWA, you know. So, um, but those two albums were what cemented it for me. It was like, yeah, that's that's how rap's supposed to be, and that, that made me a rap fan from there. When it first came out, I was kind of like, ah. I didn't like LL Cool J. I didn't like later. I, I, I didn't. I just felt it was just mad cheesy. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I liked breakdancing. I just didn't because that was a, a kind of you know a culture that went with hip hop. I liked that and I thought it was dope what they did to their music. But the music itself, would I buy it and listen to it? I was like, ah, there's more artistry in other genres right now, and you know all that. You know what to me was cool, because um, I've always been into like hip hop, but I've always been into 
hard rock slash metal. Mm-hmm. So I liked I liked Onyx. Yeah. Fuck dude. Shut them down is a super underrated yeah. fucking record, dude. That shit is fucking good. I don't um, give a fuck. When they did that remix of Slam with Biohazard and did a video for it, so you saw... That was the one that got you. You're like, oh shit. So you saw this <laughs> fucking black guy. It, 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 it was like... I was a little too young for Red DMC and Aerosmith, mm-hmm. but it was it was like that, that for you. I didn't like that either. The rock and rap merges. You didn't like, like that? Oh, God. I still haven't heard one that I like. That's funny. Drove me crazy every oh, time. Well, it, well, yeah. When he broke through the wall. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so much cheese. It's it, like it the cheap, it was the cheap back nacho back then, cheese. Like the cheese. <laughs> it was so cheap. Anyway, I'm sorry. Go ahead. But, uh, <laughs> um, Onyx and Biohazard, like the video was badass because it was like, I think it was shot in like a, like a tagged up skate park. And it was just a bunch of fucking black dudes and white dudes just fucking slamming together. And it was like, like the, the best of fucking both worlds. You know, it was like watching, uh, <coughs> excuse me, it was like watching, like, all the, all the rock groups that liked Public Enemy, and then occasionally you'd see, like, a Chuck D or a Flavor Flav on stage mm-hmm. with a rock group. You'd see Axl Rose with the NWA, with the NWA hat. hat. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and, um, what else was I going to say? Um. Did that just did not get his ass kicked though? Because he had some racist lyrics on their second album. Did he? Yeah, he oh, said really? he said niggers and faggots. Did he don't really? Don't mean much to me. Yeah, it was the second line of the second song on that hey, album. Yeah, Axl Rose getting large. Yeah, so okay. he caught some flack for that, and I think he wore that hat to kind of like quell, clean it up, to quell that shit. He's like, no, 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 we're cool. Yeah, like it was just art, man. I don't mean that shit. Supposedly, you know? I thought it was more like an attitude thing versus an artistry thing. It was more like just that attitude of that early '90s time. Right, we don't. It's like wearing Steelers yeah. shit or Raiders shit. It's yeah. like I don't, I can't name one fucking player, but I'm trying to let you know something about me by wearing. <laughs> this fucking hat please don't kill me <laughs> like, that's fucking I, funny you know what's funny is moving away from the east coast I never you know I, I never got to see Mets games on TV it was always fucking Dodgers or Angels um but I remember you know being able to see like well, like at, at the time Mets weren't very good but the pirates were fucking great you had fucking andy van slyke barry bonds uh early barry yeah it you know Dude, I fucking cl- I clicked small head small head cards. barry bonds <laughs> small bobby head bonilla. Barry. bobby bonilla was on there it is yeah. um <laughs> Jose Jose Dude, i remember these guys because i had all their cards yeah. man <laughs> i remember being a fan of the pirates also um, and I could because they weren't in at the time they weren't in the same division um, but I couldn't wear I couldn't go out and buy a fucking pirate's hat because I, I lived in Pacoima and even oh, though I was 11 fucking lit up I got fucking Ooh. shot <laughs> that's real shit man yeah those, like, those hats were inherently gangster whether fuck whether, yeah whether Pacoima or not I know the P stood for Pacoima whatever the, yeah. you know but the people that had that on, there's many things it could have been. Pyro. I'm, I'm pretty sure in the 80s and 90s, a lot of people got murdered with pirates hats on. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> Fucked up, or man. Or, you know. Yeah. So anything with a fucking P on it. Yeah. Or just, in, in my fucking neighborhood, a P 
or an SF or Ooh, like you San could, Fernando, yeah, yeah, for sure. Like you, like if you were a Niners fan, you didn't go outside with a fucking Niners hat on, no, or That's beanie funny. or whatever the fuck, <laughs> or <laughs> beanie. That's so weird. You know what's weird is like we complain about like they're making us wear a mask and they're making us do this and they're making us do that on a civil level. Like when you if you grew up in like a like a low income area. There were rules you had to follow, yeah, or, or else you suffer the consequences. You know Lord what I mean? Like, don't wear he red over here. British night shoes. Oh my God! Yeah, those are that. Those are blood yeah, killers. Exactly. Um, even like just anything, like the, like if you wear red in this neighborhood, you're gonna die. Mm-hmm. Like if you don't put your mask on, you're gonna kill people or you're gonna die. It's like we're you're you're gonna get told what to do by someone. You know what I mean? It's just kind of weird that the same people that are complaining about wearing a mask are the same are the people same that are people controlled at that, that micro well, level. Well, that, but they're also the same people that, you know, that uh, adhere to, because people adhere to that shit. Like, don't walk down 183rd with that on. Yeah. You adhere to that. You know what I'm saying? Like, you follow that, but you don't want to wear a mask. Right. That's funny. All right. <laughs> I saw, I saw uh, an interesting tweet. I think it was this morning, actually. Where this lady was talking about how the show on Fox, The Masked Singer, which I know Brandon and Lindsay watch, Bobby loves it, was really just grooming us to be okay with the idea of wearing masks. That's fucking hilarious. It's like, are you fucking stupid? I totally, well, I kind of agree. They take their fucking mask off to reveal themselves (laughs) to the audience. That's funny. Like you're a fucking idiot. No, I mean I, I I have I have sympathy for that mind state because I get into like Disney shit and I'm just like, yeah, man, this is for sure on some fucking satanic child sexualization shit. Like, oh, so mom, I, right? I, I no, not so much. That's that's highly political. But I I like to get into just you know the Bible talks about how the world is ran by the prince of the power of the air. And, like, Satan is ultimately running this Babylon system, to use all these Christian biblical terms, but that's how they're spoken about. And so when I see that kind of, like, thing that's plugged in so heavily into, like, children's media, and you see all these things kind of line up, I, I, I think there's some truth to it, that there is a little bit of that going on. I know people roll their eyes at shit like that, but when you're talking about, like, hardcore you know, conspiracy shit. Like I said, I have sympathy for it because I can, I can check myself and be like, you believe in some pretty fucking gnarly shit too, dude. So before you roll your eyes at someone and call them fucking ridiculous, like really check your bag of beliefs and go, eh, yeah, that believe, does sound you, insane. You believe Pac is alive and well in Argentina. He's fucking, he's been in <laughs> Cuba, dude, this whole time. No, I do that with my fucking, with my like religious beliefs dude when people go doesn't scientology sound crazy it's like bro i'm not the one to talk about that dude i believe some fucking jew walked on water yeah dude like don't get into me about shit i believe dude i believe in some pretty weird when i when you just hear it surface conversation you'll be like you really believe that's a thing and i'll be like yep we can unpack it and we can get into the nuance and the historical we can get into it and it'll sound a lot more reasonable at the end of the conversation but if you just hear about talking donkeys Talking snakes, fucking hammers rising from the water, and fucking guys coming back to life three days after being murdered. It sounds fucking gnarly. So when people go, isn't it crazy what that guy believes about aliens, about Scientology, about fucking anything gnarly that people just kind of think is like a fringe belief? It's like, well, <laughs> no, I, 
I get it. Boy, that L. Ron Hubbard sure is kooky, isn't he? <laughs> I can't I can't get down with that. I mean, I can cause, I mean cuz everyone's allowed to have an opinion, but I I don't I don't get critical of the individual. If you're if you're a die-hard Dianetics guy and you fucking live and die by the fucking by the Scientology shit, that's not like a value judgment on the individual. It's just, you know, I think you're fucking wasting your time. <laughs> but that's a funny little thing that happens. I worked in a place where it was like, it was really scary, dude. Like the entire place was Scientologists. No shit. And it, it honestly had me wondering what, why did they hire me? It was a car place I was telling you about. No like, shit. Yeah, dude, the whole place. That's like Dude, they had like a too. little symbol. They had like a little, there's like a Scientology symbol. Yeah. They all had it on the back of their cars. And there was this girl I thought was cute there, right? And she, she's, well, this is when I started putting together that they're all Scientologists. Like she's walking to her car, you know, I was walking to my car, it was like a perfect time to talk to her, and then I saw the little symbol, and was like, oh shit, she's one too, like, that's crazy. The mix. Then I started asking, I asked another guy there, you know, that, that I knew wasn't, he, we talked about, you know, Christianity and stuff, and I was like, so, Scientology, I didn't even ask him, I just said it, and he just started nodding his head, like, yep. I was like, okay, now was enough said, because I didn't want to ruffle any feathers, because I started yeah. feeling like, dude, everyone around us, this is in the valley, this was on Glen Oaks, and not Fernando. that long ago either, yeah, this was like last couple years ago, but the, the my boss, we actually got into it, because he was trying to like David Maskovich me, or whatever, the <laughs> no, seriously, <laughs> he was like, he yeah. was like, you need to shape it up, like trying to, have you ever seen those videos, yeah. where he's like, you gotta get gnarly with him, he was like trying to do that with me, like, you better get the fuck out of my face, yeah, son, Bro. I stood up in the middle of the place, and was like, look, um, you can't talk to me like that. You know what I mean? I was like, I don't care what I lose right now. I can be fired. And then another boss came out of the room and was like, Ty, come in here right now. Like he pulled me away from him real quick. So they were trying to like militarize the place, but it was all, but I later found it out because I looked up Scientology, started looking at their videos and like, oh, that's how they get you. He was trying to, no, no way. I was looking just to see what happened. Like, why did that have to happen? Like, why, was he, why did this little guy yell at me like this? Like, I wouldn't knock him out. You know what I mean? And I, why was he so empowered? That's what I was interested in. And I found out that, yeah, this is what, he was trying to David Maskovich me. Like, he was trying to, like, you know, trying to do the, I think it's called the, uh, Oh, what's that little shit called that they do? It's like a forty code forty. I or used something. to be, yeah. No, I used to be, know all the terms. No like, I'm running it through my head now, dude. Like I remember the thing they set you up with, the idea of like their little like it's, it's not spirits, but it's something Tetons or something, some yeah, fucking no, word yeah. like Nobody that. Nobody ever tried to get a fucking Thetan reading when you want to read, yeah, no. all that kind of shit. No, like no. I was into it because if you just read Dianet, it's kind of like reading fucking Karl Marx, dude. The first time where you you grow up hearing about those Russian commies and commie, 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 and you hear all this kind of like real harsh criticism of whoever believes in this communism. And the first time you read like the manifesto as a young person, I was like. This is brilliant. I don't know what the fuck everyone's mad about. Yeah. Same thing happened to me with Scientology. Everyone's talking crazy shit about these gnarly fucking people. And I read some uh, Hubbard shit and I was like, it sounds a lot like fucking pretty standard therapy fucking styles, dude. This sounds like clinical therapy, dude. This sounds very niche and this sounds very, I don't know why these guys get such a gnarly rap. You do a little bit of digging and you do some time in the community and you can kind of see what's going on. But it is funny how... Like that initial thought about stuff like that when you first get into anything like that. I wonder what makes people like go away from shit like that though. Like experience, like what's it take? 
to grow up having a certain kind of socioeconomic background, reading Karl Marx, reading the manifesto, an and then just being like, this too. is what it is. Remember we, uh, that show we were watching? It was, I think it was I think it was a Hulu like exclusive um, with fucking Jesse from Breaking Bad. It was like oh, it was kind of cool, man. It yeah. was a good show. I love when they do religious so, shit. Supposedly, <laughs> that was like loosely based on Scientology. Yeah, it had a very, that feel. That Joaquin Phoenix and fucking, what's the dick guy that died, man? Philip Seymour Hoffman had a badass movie that was similar to that kind of shit, too. I love beliefs and psychology and fucking all, dude. Cults, all that shit. I gotta know. How's all this stuff work out? <laughs> Why? Go see everybody at the fucking, at the giant owl statue. What was, what's that place called? Oh, the, um... Oh, Bohemian Grove? Yeah, yeah Bohemian exactly. Grove. In Oakland or something, right? Fucking They're like in... Props to Alex Jones. Yeah, they say That's that. what put him on, huh? I remember that. Yeah. yeah. And then, like, he... Damn, I remember knowing who Alex Jones was before fucking anyone knew who that fucking guy was. I saw he dyed his hair. <laughs> I remember <laughs> watching um, Alex Jones, like, uh, you know, because InfoWars came on late at night. <clears throat> And he quoted a fucking Danzig song, and I was like, oh, this guy's fucking cool. <laughs> I mean, at the time, I didn't realize it fucking crazy See, that's what I mean, dude. There's so many people, like a like a Bill Cooper, or like an Alex Jones, where it's like, they had such hard-hitting, like, wow, some really, like, convincing shit, and they spoke so, like, passionately about it. You're like, wow, this is... But then, like, it gets into, like, really, really fringy stuff that you have so much... You can't take it to that space to understand that kind of stuff as truth. It's not truthful to you, but to them, there's. It's like, what's the range there when you start, when you start not making any sense? Speaking of Bill Cooper, everybody should read, um, "Behold the Pale Horse." Yeah, that was one of the first ones I got into a little bit. I didn't know at the time that it was like the Bible for fucking. It was like the foundational literature for. Conspiracy, it's conspiracy shit, yeah. So when it comes to conspiracy stuff and that whole little thing, dude, I've been into that shit since as long as I can remember, dude. I remember it was 9-11 shit really kicked off a lot of people's interest in any of that sort of like fucking deep state geopolitical maneuvering towards a new world order and the Bilderbergers and all that kind of shit that's kind of like it's conversational now with regular people, which is a fucking trip because when I was... Even 10 years ago, talking to other adults about this kind of shit, they were like, dude, you're out of your fucking mind. Shut up, kid. But now with Epstein, like, there's just been so many things that have happened where they're like, yo, those things well, aren't that crazy. It's accepted. Like, now there's fucking documentaries about Jeffrey Epstein and just a conspiracy, like, oh, the fucking, the fucking camera was off during this fucking time frame. Like, are you kidding me? Like, I, I think the idea of a quote-unquote conspiracy theory gets kind of romanticized and people are like yeah you, you know like and you had i mean shit oliver stone made a movie about jfk's assassination everybody knows the the famous line you know, back and to the left <laughs> you know and I, I think it i just think it, it's just become more accepted um in society today where you're right like back in the day like if you try to talk to somebody about you know like 
Kennedy. Kennedy or, you know, Ronald Reagan releasing crack cocaine into into the fucking ghetto. Um, hard truths. Yeah, Any people, hard truth, people yeah. will just look at you, roll their eyes, and dismiss you. Yeah. Right away. I've been getting that rolling eyes dismissed for a long time. So by the time 9-11 came around and those kind of stories came out, I was already like pretty decent at going back and forth with that kind of shit. When I was a kid, that whole thing, the conspiracy theories, that JFK movie was a big part of that kind of shit. Getting into like books and learning about like Operation Northwoods and getting into like different kind of things that Kennedy said in his speeches. Those were like my intros to all that kind of stuff mixed with like Edgar Casey kind of theosophy, Blavatsky, all dude, those 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 things like dominated my mind for so long. You read about Madame Blavatsky, I... dude, when I was a kid, bro. That's what I mean. That's what's so funny is uh, like I get into subjects with people now, and I can tell just because of like the internet traction and that kind of stuff that comes out, where and the la- and the language you talk about it i can tell like how long you've like been into it and there's very rarely a time where someone can kind of like sit with me and go ham on all those kind of like cultural ideals and be like oh this dude's been doing it for a long time if you if you are someone like that then you probably have a podcast that i listen to <laughs> like there's not a lot of regular fucking people that even know who edgar casey is akashic records like it was another one that went big. You were into that Adam shit Blavatsky, for a while, like, dude. Did, Fucking did you, did, emerald you, tablets. What do, you, what do you feel about? I, I did get into all that. I had to spirit stop science I was on YouTube. Hang myself if I didn't stop. That shit's funny. But no, Madame Blavatsky didn't. Um, like, didn't she influence Hitler's main count? You don't put the you don't see. Well, that, that kind of stuff. I think all of that Hitler goes put together. He wrote like he said, like Madame Blavatsky is my inspiration for this shit. You know. There's like there's three like big trains of thought that go into like that sort of that whole Hitler scene and I think like social darwinism's a big part of it. Uh there's a great quote about how the 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 third Reich takeover wasn't the foundations weren't set up in military halls spoken by generals. It was set up in the previous decades in the education halls, the shitty universities. And going back to America, that's what I get worried about now is how the universities have fucked up so much and it's not really a place to unify diversity of thought. Which the whole fucking point was they don't do any of that anymore. And uh, shitty universities, those thoughts start trickling down to the general public. Leadership grabs a hold. And it's then it's all downhill from there. So there's there's historical precedents to be very afraid of what's going on in America right now for sure. But you know, Blavatsky and Hitler and all that is like, yeah, dude, that that heavy, like occultish spirituality is super Nazi-ish, dude. I mean, he's got world military missions trying to find all these different pieces, like some Indiana Jones shit. He was trying to find stuff. The, the Nazi bell, the, like, UFO shit, like, all that stuff is all linked in together. The eugenics program. Well, that yeah, that goes into the social Darwinism I mentioned about, like, how the academic halls were kind of really pressing this idea. And so smart people have this, and they're teaching their kids that are going to be upper echelon fucking people in this culture. And then it trickles down into regular folks. So... If the smart people at the universities are telling you that Jews are only half a human and it's probably better off to just kind of cart them off and put them in the ground, who's going to argue with smart people? Do you know what I mean? Who's going to argue with smart people? Who's doing that? Eugenics. The fun part about all that is that people don't have any context for how 
how many high-end Americans at the time were actually kind of down for all that shit, dude. Like, there was heavy, for it. heavy Nazi support in high-end America, dude. Mm-hmm. Walt Disney down to fucking Henry Ford. Like, yeah. there are some real... Eugenics was a real thing, dude. Just the same way that they're trying to press on certain things in this country right now. Uh, voter rights cards and that kind of shit. Like, it's... They were doing that with, like, there's eugenics cards. You can still Google and see what they were. Like, you go to the doctor and get, like, checked out. Your mind, your capacity for thought, your physical abilities, and you were given, like, a card that you were okay to breed. And that's eugenics. Like, even though it's like, well, no, that's a good idea. That way there's not a lot of this, there's not a lot of that. It's like you can see, you can see how that can be sold as something good for a culture. But it's not, because then it sows these seeds of there's people that are better and there's people that are worse and then when better people get in a room and go fuck these worse people dude that's what happens <laughs> the worst quote unquote people get fucked and that's a that's that comes from the halls of fucking scholarship that shit doesn't come from fucking regular folks it's got to trickle down this is what Trump and Blavatsky was a big part of that well, I agree with what you said about this Trump exactly in some what things, he's doing. but he, he, what you just said right there, like you said, eugenics is wrong because it says that certain people are better than others, and they gang up against all of the the whack people or the, the under, you know, the uh, the ones that weren't privileged enough. The to useless get good mouths. Enough. Yeah, they didn't get a good good genetics, right? Well, Trump's doing the same thing, you know, turning he's he's, he's using nationalism. To make everybody dislike a certain group so that there's a reason to rally. There's a reason to, you know what I mean? Who do you think he's making other people dislike? Oh, black people. You think that Trump is going out of his way to make people not like black people? He's making nationalism like a major thing right now, but it's cloaked in little racist, like, things, you know what I mean? And it's especially the stuff that he says, dude. He flat out tweets it, he flat out says it sometimes, like, how he feels about certain things, and that's cool, but there are some things that are like, bro, you gotta slow that down, like, I can't really think of anything at the moment. Right. I can't think of it at the moment, but I, I just, all I was saying was I saw similarities in what we were talking about with eugenics to what, kind of what Trump is doing right now, you know, like he's turning, I honestly think he's turning, you know, the majority of the country against a certain, you know, type of people to maintain the nationalism, just like what Hitler was doing, making people think something that's so wrong is the right thing to do, you know. Hmm. It's the right thing to do to, to, you know, ignore that this is happening. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, eh. Kind of eugenics a little bit. <laughs> I mean, I, I think regardless, the next four years after November, either way, it, I don't see it being a bright spot in U.S. history. Yeah. 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 Yeah, but there's a lot of people that think this last four years have been some of the brightest besides the COVID part. Like before Especially that happened, the they were market. talking about like, yo man, this fucking guy's killing it. He's one of the only politicians that did what he said. Da 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 So it's funny when you hear people talk about like the right side of history shit, it's like, how do you have the fucking balls to even guess that, dude? Like that's crazy. Because I'm obviously right. It's like that's weird that you're so fucking gnarly confident that that's the case. That's a trip to me.
I think there's just so many different ways that people can go because like I, I just when I was a kid dude might remember this time too when there was no internet there was people weren't being filmed everywhere they went yeah. um, there was a lot of hidden stuff that might have been for our own good it's kind of like with Christianity like God says to his followers like your understanding to my world you know is like an ant trying to figure out space travel you know what I mean it's just not going to happen. Like your brain is not big enough to know what I know. And what we're doing is we're knowing a lot more now because everything's being filled. Everything's it's getting caught. Definitely the information that you're like, can yeah. you imagine like the Rodney King thing was filmed on a grainy little yeah. like, you know, handheld camcorder right. where like the guy had to like zoom in because he was far. Yeah. If that happened today, Everybody that passed by would stop and pull Start out their phone. Hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we're. I mean, the information age is great for some things. Right. But running a country, it sucks. For if if I was the president, it's basically like this. I can't. I can't hide shit. Like, like we can't go overseas and do that secret mission without some fucking buddy knowing it. But unfortunately, these are things that need to go on. To uphold the, you know, the country, you know, like these are things, and even as just a, a tactical thinking person, or you know, I've never been in the military or anything, but I do think about this stuff a lot. Like, yeah, we're running a country here. There's people that want to see it topple. There are things that need to happen in secret. It's in Sun Tzu. It's in the art of war. You know what I mean? You have to be big and quiet. Da, da, da. You can't do that with cameras everywhere. You know, you can't do that with. Uh, everybody knowing what you're doing or where you were or where you've been or it's funny Joe Rogan had a podcast with Rob Lowe where Rob Lowe joked about that because he was like a super handsome killer star in the 80s and when it was all going crazy and he was joking he was like what's the fucking point of even being a celebrity now like you can't <laughs> like you can't like the excesses and the kind of fucking shit that they were getting into at that time like you can't even approach that nowadays dude like it was like what's the point of being famous now it was kind of funny because the way him and Joe both laughed at that was like, that's their feeling that, you know, like, yeah. yeah, what's the fucking point? Can't do nothing cool anymore, which is, you know, funny. Yeah, I think it was uh, Will Smith said it like after the George Floyd incident happened where I think he says something akin to... Um, more people aren't being racist. It's just being filmed now. Yeah. Hmm. And I think that applies to more than just, you know, racist people or I, now like the fucking, the, the huge thing is, you know, Karens. You know, people <laughs> Karen. losing their shit over the dumbest fucking thing. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I get it. You know, I'm I'm definitely a tech guy, um, but at the same time, like, I saw this I saw this uh, great um, TikTok, and it kind of reminded me of today's generation now are so eager to just pull out their phone and film something. But the, 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 the TikTok was basically 
a bunch of people inside Burger King are watching a fake bullying. Like this guy's giving this fucking kid shit. Some like what would you do type shit? Kind of, yeah. It was almost exactly like that. And everybody sitting in the restaurant is just kind of looking. And this, this kid is fucking being a fucking total douchebag with this other kid. Pours his fucking drink out on his lap or whatever. Nobody said shit. So the guy behind the fucking counter at Burger King was like, oh, you're not going to do anything, huh? Think you're special? And just punches like somebody's Whopper. Wraps it up. Serves it. So the lady, like the first person was a lady, gets her fucking Whopper, opens it up, sees that it's a fucking mess, goes up to the counter and like wants to speak to the manager. Next person, like a guy, opens it up and is like, what the hell is this? And the whole point was like, oh, you can speak up about this, but you didn't say shit when the fucking kid was being bullied minutes ago. It's interesting. And it's it's like kids today, like they're, they will they will film you being set on fire, but they're not gonna fucking put you out. Yeah, it's one of the reasons why Lizzie got rid of Facebook. She took everything off her phone because uh, she watched a video of uh, like the end of this car crash, and there's people fucking videotaping the fucking crash. Like there's the both the guys ended up dying in the crash, but fucking. They weren't dead when the people showed up, but priority was that Facebook Live. It's fucking disgusting. That shit is so insane to me. That one chick who, like, flipped her car with the sister in it, and she's, like, Instagram living the whole fucking thing. It's like your sister's laying there with her fucking brain out because you guys are doing car karaoke and you've been drinking. It's like, dude, get off your fucking video and get get your sister some help, man. That's crazy. You know, dude, it kind of just reminded me when people say, like, uh, make America great again. Make America great to win. When was it so great? Blah, 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 blah. And they bring up all the bullshit that was happening in all these previous generations. Which makes sense. It's a good criticism. But I think what they mean, if I had a, some sort of defense for that, was I can't imagine a kid getting hardcore bullied in a diner in the 1950s without some adult grabbing that kid by the fucking throat and dragging him home. Or like, where's your father? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that kind of, that, I think that's what they mean when there is a time where just, where noble, righteous people stood the fuck up and made sure that straight lines stayed straight. Like there's just not that kind of account, that kind of accountability anymore in public. You see so many videos, YouTube videos, of like women getting like their ass fucking smacked on the train. And just dudes sitting there reading their fucking phones. It's like, you just saw some dude fucking knock his like his girl out and you just kind of went away like that's fucking crazy is that old saying like it's harder to pull off a crime and it's easier to pull off a crime in front of a group than in front of one person because when there's a group you look and you're just like oh someone's gonna get him yeah no one does but if you're the only one in the train and that dude fucking knocks his girl out you're like what like it's just a different there's a lot of that like herd mentality when it comes to that sort of stuff so if there's any sort of defense of make America great again, I think they're talking about a generation when Tom Fullery got called exactly what it was and there was punishment. Like, that's... I'm a big fan of accountability and responsibility and hierarchy and having a noble person at the top. You know, someone to aspire to. And as a Christian, the top of that list is the person of Christ, Jesus of Nazareth. That's the goal. And when there's not that sort of shared 
values, then it's a big fucking mess. I think people got scared out of that. Um, I, I grew up in a time where like the, the news changed, right? And I don't know if it was ever credible, but I do remember like the news got the idea that, you know what, people like being scared. People like being worried. People like, we're gonna start putting that on more than, because the news used to be majority positive when I was a kid and hmm. like and bad things, like you didn't hear about the shooting in South Central LA. You didn't hear about like, and this is like the late 70s, you know, the 80s. You didn't start hearing about shootings in LA until gangster stuff became popularized. And then you had like the Night Stalker you had kids getting abducted. They start putting that on the news. You didn't hear any of that. You saw those on milk boxes, but you didn't. It wasn't on the news like that. Broadcasted um, wide. Right. So that made it where parents, you know, being a parent, you know, uncles or, you know, whatever we are, it's like you, you're like, yeah, I don't want no motherfucker talking to my kids. Hmm. I don't want I don't want anybody getting the inlet to to abduct my child. So I'll be damned if I let somebody touch my child, grab her by the ear or any of that kind of stuff. It all leads to that fear of I'm out of control, you know, um, with my kid or whatever. So I think that kind of eroded because I agree it, it should be, you know, a village raises a kid. And, Dude, daddy you know, was old school, man. He fucking I remember in Oak Forest when we moved there. Like, he grabbed the adults, like, at the mailbox type shit and was like, you ever see those kids yeah, fucking you're, around? You're, you're allowed. Right, yeah. You're allowed. If he's running by and you told him to stop running on my lawn, you're allowed to trip him on his ass and drag him to 106 and fucking... Yeah. That, that's allowed. You guys are allowed. It's like, there needs to be some more of that. But if there's not this community full of trust. people that have this shared you values, because now everyone. it's like, what'd yeah. you hit my kid for? He's fucking cussing at his friend. So? Yeah. So right. who the fuck do you think you are talking to my yeah. son like that? Yeah. Like, if there's no shared values, then how yeah. can you have, like, an even authority? It's, it's too different. It's fucking yeah. creepy, man. And this is where, this is, this is the, 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 the error of America from the beginning. You know, just the way that the Constitution was written. It's great rules, but the one screw-up, and where I do agree with Trump, is, you know, build the wall not just for the Mexican border, build the wall all the way around the country. Shut right? the shit down until Shut, we got it figured until out. Until we have <laughs> a set way we are as Americans. Because what that is, is we have foreign people coming, right? And they have their beliefs from far on the other side of the earth, which is totally fine. I like foreigners, foreigners like me, whatever. But it does change the fabric of what your block is. You know what I mean? Like, he thinks a whole different fucking thing. And yeah. we're supposed to embrace this, but it's also something that, like, when you, you know, for instance, people feel like, you know, oh, French, they're the French, they're this way. And when you go to France, they do this, and they eat escargot, and they talk <laughs> funny, and they play tennis, and da da da. Like, America doesn't have that. What, what people see us as is like, oh, it's a bunch of different people that aren't unified, and they all know everything. You know what I mean? They're all arrogant and they all know everything and they all think they're better than us and da da da. Like, yeah, you're not gonna have a trust in that because, like, then you add racism in there. You know, let's say Bobby's out. You know, Bobby's outside messing around 
and uh, some like total Arab dude comes up with her by the ear with his daishi with a hat on. You don't. You're gonna be like, what are you doing with my daughter? Kill you. You'll do it. You know what I mean? Even though you you're the one that's like, yeah, I would do it if somebody had rain hemmed up on some like I caught her stealing shit. I'd be like, first of all, why are your hands on? I probably may not even say anything. I might just act. You know what I mean? And that's how, that's, that's why that doesn't work anymore. And I agree, it should be like that. But that's when America was once kind of the same people. And that's what he means. You know? Make America great again. There's, there's a chunk of that involved where there was a time where we had all these shared values and people acted on them. Now, like, I think what you're talking about is a pretty, like, new phenomenon in this nation. I think there is, like, an Americana. There is a, uh... There is a pigeonhole that people have for Americans. And I think a lot of the people that do come over want to be that that thing. The, um, when Mondo, I was talking, there's a couple of things where me and my buddy were talking about. Because uh, he's a Hispanic dude. And we were talking about kids who or families that don't like force English on their kids. They speak only Spanish in the house. And they'll tell you, well, they'll learn English in school. And I was asking Mondo, I was like, what do you think of that? Because I think that's a pain in the ass. Because now the kids are slowing down the progress of the classroom because no one made any effort to learn English. Now the, the teacher is got to like kind of fuck around with these kids and give them extra attention the whole time. And the other kids in the class suffer. And... This is America, where English is the predominant language. Like, they should have fucking known a little bit of English by the time they got to school. And he was like... He moved the needle on this for me, because I was, like, pretty against it. I was like, I think it's an asshole thing to do if you're going to be in a country. And uh, he said, dude, American culture is so domineering over a child or anybody's psyche that these parents and grandparents of these Mexican kids he's speaking about... It's so hard to just watch their Mexican culture get... Within a generation, there's almost nothing Mexican about them anymore. And it fucks with them. It breaks their heart. They don't like that. They're losing... They're losing a chunks of their heritage that have given them so much pride and so much, you know, pick-me-up over generations. And now they come to America and within... By the time your kids have kids, all that shit is missing. And so they try to keep that kind of... That grip on it by keeping it, you know... A lot of Spanish in the house. A lot of Mexican uh, traditions stay upheld in the house. And that was his defense of why the language isn't. And I, that, you know, I, I, I got sympathy for that. I was like, damn, yeah, you know, that makes a bit of sense. Growing up, um, I grew up in an Irish-Italian neighborhood. Didn't have a need to speak Spanish. My dad... Who was pretty young when he came to this country? Um, he didn't force us to speak Spanish. Uh, I think it was because he, a you know we were just around English speakers, um, but I also think like he wanted himself to speak better English, uh, which it, it hasn't improved in <laughs> my fucking forty years on earth. But um, I speak English to him. I swear to God, he understands. No, yeah, he gets it. He gets it. He understands. But like, I'm talking like when he gives it back, it's a little sketchy. Like, oh, that's funny. But um, you've been here this whole time. Yeah, 
but uh, moving back to California in a predominantly Hispanic neighborhood, I got so much shit yeah. for not speaking Spanish. Like you're a sellout and shit. Yeah. yeah. I've had, you know, because I've, I've worked in, in, in retail sales, like, most of, you know, my, you know, my time working, and I've had people come up to me and start speaking Spanish to me because mm. I look yeah. brown, you know. And when I say, oh, oh, oh uh, let me get somebody who can answer your question, and they go, um, well, you don't speak Spanish? And I go, oh, you speak English. Mm. Because in my mind, why the fuck would you just assume that I speak Spanish? Mm. You know, like, I didn't get this job only fucking speaking Spanish. Right. You know, and, you know, and I'm like, oh, you speak English. Like, great, I can help you now. And they go, what's your last name? Sanchez? It's like, bitch, first of all, <laughs> fuck you. Right. Like, second of all, no, I'm not going to fucking help you. Let me go get somebody that is willing to put up with your shit. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I I I definitely get what Mondo said. Like personally, and this will probably piss a lot of people off. Um, being Mexican myself, I don't have any family that I know in Mexico. I mean, I'm sure I do. Um, as far as like culture, I, to be honest. I don't give a shit. You know, I'm not about Mexican. Like, the only fucking Mexican tradition that I'm down with is fucking tamales for Christmas. <laughs> and that's about it. I'm not even Mexican and I'm down with that. Yeah. That's <laughs> funny. Like, you know, everything else, um, single de Mayo, I don't even consider Mexican. That's, that's a, a excuse for white people to get drunk. Um, but recently, I don't know what day, um, but it was in September. Mexican Independence. Mexican Independence. A couple weeks ago, yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't have an attachment to, you know, I'm like, oh, cool. Mm. You know, but I'm not like, fuck yeah, you know, viva fucking Mexico. <laughs> That's funny. Um, I root for Mexico in the World Cup. You know, like... I'm not anti-Mexican. Uh, I'm not a self-hating Mexican. I'm just, just American. Yeah, I'm just <laughs> a fucking American American kid. You know, like I. Again, like I have zero ties to this place that people expect me to be proud of. You know, like I'm glad it's there. People that are the reason that I'm here were from there. You know, so I'm thankful for that. But there's no emotional attachment to it. So I don't care. And sometimes I feel bad for saying that, but I, I kind of don't because it's just like it's not a thing for me. Yeah. Yeah, if you're being like straight up, I, I, I feel that. You know, I'm I'm partially black, you guys know, but what? 
Yeah, yeah, of course. You didn't know? <laughs> what? You, you didn't walk up to me just speaking Spanish, right? <laughs> that used to happen to me when I was a little kid, actually. I looked more Mexican than anything. I looked more Puerto Rican than Yeah, anything. like, people used to walk up to me speaking Spanish, and, like, girls would be like, and they'd be like, uh, yeah, and they'd be like, and walk away like, I'm some piece of shit. I'm like, ah, oh, sorry. You're like, no, mama, see, they come back. Yeah, you know, uh, but, um... I feel that in a sense, like from the Olympics all the way to not giving a shit about things that go on with black people or whatever. And a lot of it is just we've been Americanized. You know what I mean? Um, you know, my father's black. He did his own thing. He didn't really instill anything in me. Where I grew up, um, there was no real black power movement going on. So, like, whenever anything would go on, in the ghetto, black people would come up to me and be like, you know, you part of this, right? And I would never really feel that connection. You know what I mean? And it's not my fault. It's not my, and I actually like gotten fights over this shit. You know what I mean? Like I, I played football, guys in the locker room, like you a nigga too. And it's like, I never was one kind of, you know what I mean? Like, so I don't know what in, you mean in your by case, that. In your case, was it one of those things where you weren't black enough for the black guys exactly. and you weren't white enough for the white guys? Exactly. Well, no, no, no. I, I was white enough for the white guys, but I was kind of like a dangerous kid in the neighborhood. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Okay. Because I was black and my mom was, you know, with a black guy, broken marriage. I was in the hidey tidy little neighborhood that it was like everyone was married. Everybody was, you know, and I was the kid that lived in the apartment row and all that. But when I did, you know, uh, take my show to the ghettos or when I did, you know, meet people that were coming from black neighborhoods or just black people in general, black friends, they would always try to educate me on what I was. And I'm like, you know what, if I was completely a fake false motherfucker, I would agree with you right now. But in all honesty, I could care fucking less what happens in the OJ trial. Honestly, <laughs> I, I could care less what the, you know, like Martin Luther King, he sounds like he knows what he was talking about, but I don't feel anything when I hear him talking. Now, when the Olympics were on, you know what I mean? I wanted Carl Lewis and Roger Kingdom to win the fucking track because they were black. I identify, I rooted for black people, kind of like what you said, you, you identify with it. But I also rooted for the, the uh, British team. Because my grandmother was British. High-end British, too. Yeah, Super like, British. Yeah, like ultra Liverpool, like a British. <laughs> you know what I mean? And like, you know, uh, I rooted, I, I drew a Union Jack when I was a little kid. Like a Union Jack is the British flag. Yeah. You know I mean, and I drew that for my grandmother. That's how whitewashed I was. But the truth is, you know, I did want to like urbanize myself. I'd go to these ghettos and... They would know right away, you know, oh, you ain't, you ain't really hood, but you hood though, you, you black, you this, you know, I'd be like, dude, and I'd fight it all, and I'd actually get into physical altercations with dudes, or, you know, or sometimes it'd be started by a woman, and then the dude would chime in, and like, they all try to just, kind of like, it was funny, the Dave Chappelle episode, when they were like, uh, adopting races, when like they were saying we want the Wu Tang Clan, the draft, Chinese. Yeah. That this is what they were. My entire life was this. You know, I'm being adopted by these people that honestly just know I'm one of them. But I'm just I'm kind of you know if I'm being completely frank with you guys, I'm different. I'm I'm I don't know about different. Like people hate that because like oh you think you're so different, but it's like no, it is. It is a different upbringing. It's an American person. Brought up in America with no roots. Nobody told me anything. You know what I mean? So, of course, all I'm going to lean on is MTV and Americanism and, you know what I mean? All that kind of stuff. Like, that's what's going to, that's what I'm going to be. 
um, until I find something better. And as I got older, I matured and found better things and all that. But um, I feel you on that. You know, they try to claim you, reclaim you, make you feel bad for not having heritage. And it's like, well, I didn't have Carlos Santana around to break it down to me. You know what I mean? I didn't. I didn't have uh, Martin Luther King as my dad. You know what I mean? Like I didn't have that. You guys did. Like there you go. You know. I'll say like one one last thing about it. I don't date Hispanic women because y'all are fucking crazy. <laughs> um, but you like black girls. Oh fuck yeah! And that's not crazy. Like yeah. I I have children with two black women and and they're they're fucking well. Go ahead. <laughs> I don't. I don't know what. Go I, don't ahead. Know. I, I mean, I've had my fair share of the sisters. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Sisterhood. Yeah. It's like, so fucking funny, too, dude. It's so funny. Well, okay. One, why, like, the shit you'll point out is, like, that's what you're, okay. That's the goal. That's what That's what you're into. All right, brother. Get one, it. One, uh, shout out to Alicia. Um, <laughs> I, would, I would, she was black, right? But she wasn't black. Ooh, what do you even mean okay, by that? So she was Americanized. She was like, she was super. super well, even alive. black black is Americanized. Black people been here the whole but fucking I've, time. I've also had like a couple super ghetto. Um, I said thank you. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. Oh, oh, it's my favorite. Okay. Oh, you guys just. So I had a chick. I took the Jack in the Box one day. I went to Jack in the Box for myself, and she said. Can you buy me a spicy crispy chicken sandwich? She said spicy, <laughs> and it made me ill, dude. I was like, oh god, it made me. You want a Ill. what? Well, she like spicy. Go, go on down the street. Oh yeah, <laughs> right. Spicy right. And I was like, yeah, see, you know, I, this whole urbanizing thing, like this is. I'm gonna get you a spicy chicken sandwich, all right? And and then um, I'm gonna take you home after this. Like I was kind of, I was on. I'm good. Yeah, I'm super good. Those so you like hate this me. sort of thing. Yeah. Oh, dude. They don't, okay. they don't think I'm funny or anything. <laughs> <laughs> I get no... I get zero. Yeah, you, you got yourself a Mexican. None of them high five. I've been doing that since I was a kid, though. True. Yeah, I mean, there's... Yeah. Black chicks don't think I'm funny. That's how... If you don't think I'm funny, I got nothing for you. But, yeah, that's... Yeah. I, that, that, those, those never went well. They give you the... <sighs> Oh, dude, I'm just a goofy fucking lunatic to them, dude. It's fucking funny. Can somebody get fucking Poindexter out of here? <laughs> uh, I have fun with them. Like, you know, like I have no problem high-fiving anybody and talking and getting loose, And but it's never been on some, like, you know, there's a difference between making friends and making girlfriends. I mean, the chick that Chase brought over here was kind of hot. In all super honesty, cute, like dude. very super cute. Like cute. one, one that I'd be I'm like, sure. yeah, that's a. You didn't see Chase's little chick. She yeah. was, yeah, she's a fine girl. She's pretty. Yeah. Pretty AF. Right. I was like, ooh, Chase, good for you. Maybe now that I'm older, it might be different. But when I was like younger, before. Yeah, I think couldn't bro. picture it. Yeah. Now they like, well, see... kind of score. This is the thing, though, too. Like, I was telling Rain the other day, like, it's because of where she's at. You know, like, where I was, I was in freaking Torrance, bro, where it's, like, white and Asian. And my first girlfriend was white. 
my second girlfriend was Asian. My first kiss was of an Asian girl. Like I did, there were no black girls there. And the one that was there that was pretty was super fucking militant, like super, this was like the nineties, like the Bo Jackson, uh, the early nineties, like the Bo Jackson, Bart Simpson Dressed up like Queen Latifah and shit. Yeah, like that kind of, you know, and she was just super fucking like, just super over the top with it. She was gorgeous and I totally would have dated her. If Does she we wear were cross on, colors? Uh, something like that. She she looked she dressed like T Boz a lot. Her voice hot was like fuck, yeah. yeah. That's fucking yeah. hot. No, she, she, no, she was bad. Her name was Christina. I never forget. With she the had braces. I like braces. I was like, dude, I like you, but I You do too I can't, much. You're baby. gonna get me beat up, is what I kept thinking. Is we're gonna roam the earth together and be holding your hand and you're gonna be pumping this super powerful message and fucking, you know. I mean, I feel that that's super strong, but we're 15, you know what I'm saying? Like, we're 15, and like, I don't know, I'm not ready for it. I just wasn't mature enough, I, I mean, don't think, you know? Be, being a fucking, an adult, and going to, like, the fucking movie theater, getting fucking, you know, like, wearing Burbank, getting looks from people with, like, a fucking red shirt, red hat, and you're like... Am I gonna fucking murder? Cause, <laughs> cause we're fucking like, I, is it worth it? Right. It was. <laughs> I get a lot of that with the Mexican chicks when I was younger. That kind of stuff. Cause Mexican dudes have that machismo. Oh, they, they don't. It's, it's annoying. They can't stand seeing hey, me hold her hey. hand. That's who? That's him? Shut up, girl. Get over here. I was like, dude, I'm fucking standing right here. There's a ton of that, dude. Not fool, nah. <laughs> nah, dog. <laughs> nah, nah, dog. Nah. Uh, oh, yeah. No, I could totally picture it, like San Fernando, Pacoima. I was just, I was just working over there. I can totally picture that. So we, uh, we've gone a little long today, but that'll happen. I mean, we're still trying to fucking figure this out. It's barely episode three. We just talking. It's not our fault. Thanks the fucking for... world is going to shit. Right. There's a lot to talk about. Thanks. <laughs> you know, thanks for sticking with us. Thanks for uh, letting us spew our bullshit, which I'm sure some of you believe. Um, thanks for listening to, you know, your other more tolerant people, uh, open-minded people. Um, but. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll narrow it down. Like, like I said, like, it's just episode three. We'll figure it out. But, uh, if... I'm sure there's, like, a comment section. Chime the fuck in, man. Yeah. Let us know what you think. You know, if you... If it's if it's something you fucking listen to during your fucking drive to work, you know, two and back. If it's too long, I would assume too long and not too fucking short. Because uh, we've been going for like two fucking hours. But, um, really? Yeah, just fucking let yeah. us know. Um, if you would like to send me any sort of hateful comment <laughs> because of what I've said today, uh, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter uh, at zombie, spelled X zero M B Y. Brandon, where can people find you? Nowhere, don't find me nowhere. There's a, an apologetics page for Christian kind of thinking that's on Instagram. Apologetic memes. That's the thing. I think. I'm pretty sure. 
I can't check on my phone now, but I'm almost positive. Any of those, there's a million of them. Go find them. They're great. It's real quick little, easy little memes, quick little bits of information, commentary, dialogue at the bottom, people that agree, disagree. I love roaming those pages, so find one of those. They're great. Are you on anything? Um, I'm on Instagram. Um, it would be Anza 11 <laughs> is what it is. It's Goostyanza11 on Instagram, I think. We'll see. <laughs> and uh, you can find Fun Uncle on Twitter at FunUncle underscore. And on Instagram, which is... What was our Instagram now? Wrestling memes by Fun Uncle? Like some shit like that. Just search Fun Uncle on Instagram. Yeah, that's the easy way. It'll either be the thumbs up icon logo that you're used to or the Fun Uncle Weed People. <laughs> <laughs> True. I won't fucking get that fucking website. Watch your back, homie. Right. Fucking get your website. I mean, you can you can sponsor us. Right? Send us a package, right. player. Fucking. We'll do we'll do a fucking we'll, we'll do an unboxing on the fucking air. We'll say how good your shit is. But uh, yeah, that'll do it for episode three. Um, tune in next week, same bat time, same bat channel. Uh, but yeah. We'll talk to you guys later. Bye, guys. Yeah.